0: Hey everybody, this is Jake Walker and you're listening to Living for the Day, a podcast that exists to encourage and equip people to live in light of the day of Jesus' return. Luke 5.16 says this, But Jesus often withdrew to lonely places and prayed. Wow. Today we're talking about a simple concept, but I think such a beautiful concept that is so important, and that's just the principle of having a daily quiet time. And I just want to share a little bit of my heart on why this is important and why this encourages us, equips us to live for the day. So I hope you're ready. Let's talk about uh, the importance of having a daily quiet time. Here we go. Well, welcome, everybody, to episode 28 of Living for the Day. Come on, thanks for being on this journey with me. I pray that you'll be encouraged and equipped to live for the day when you see Jesus face to face. Come on. Well, today I want to talk about quiet times. And what do I mean by a quiet time? Quiet time, how I'd like to define it today, is a set apart undistracted time to be with and grow in God boom there it is a quiet time is a set apart undistracted time to be with and grow in God so um, basically what I want to do today is I want to give some of the heart behind why I have a quiet time and how that connects with living for the day and then give an idea for uh, some basic ingredients of a quiet time. And I just pray that you'll be encouraged. So why have quiet times? Why get in your Bible every day? Why pray? Um, why have these set up part times? We uh, at CA Students, we recently did a teaching uh, on this. And so this is these are some of the notes from that teaching with our students and I'm just thankful for my family and for a mentor named Scotty Smith who helped me come up with some of these ideas. But one thing I, I, I started with was the, just this reality that a quiet time doesn't earn favor with God. You know, like a quiet time isn't what makes God love us. Um, because and that's just important to establish um, so that you know if we miss a day or you know there's a season where our quiet times have to look different or something like that we don't feel this guilt you know because our quiet times don't establish our favor with God um, Jesus established that when he died on the cross and we when we put our faith in him so it's really important that we get out of our minds that, You know, God loves us more if we're having solid, quiet times or something like that. And yet, at the same time, I really believe that our quiet times really can help us grow in God and strengthen our relationship with the Lord so much. And so, I just, um, you know, I kind of started with just this illustration of, um, and maybe it's overly simplistic, but... Just, you know, so many of us have iPhones and these phones, uh, you know, cell phones and pretty much, I think, pretty much all phones, right? You got to charge them. And what happens if you don't plug them in? They die. (laughs) And it's too simplistic, probably, but that's part of what I see a quiet time like. Just because quiet times are a a really intentional, like, way for us to plug into the Lord, to get our attention off of what this world is saying and get our attention on what God's saying. And we just desperately, desperately need that as human beings. So establishing and establish that quiet time is not what earns our favor with God. And establishing that, you know, our souls are made for God (laughs) and uh, our souls are restless until they find rest in him, that we wither without God. And quiet times are just a, uh, a very helpful way to really uh, stay connected to his presence. Establishing those things, I just want to just read some statements of that I pray will inspire you in terms of why have quiet times. And then I'll just go over briefly um, some basic ingredients of a quiet time. All right? All right, cool. Here we go. Number one, quiet times strengthen our relationship with God through time together. Quiet times strengthen our relationship with God through time together. This is a relationship with a real triune God. And just like any other relationship, time together, quality time, come on. My wife is giving an amen right now. Um, because quality time is so important and, uh, there's just something about it that bonds us together. So quiet times strengthen our relationship with God through time together. Quiet times transform us by the renewing of our minds. Quiet times transform us by the renewing of our minds because, um, Lord willing, we're getting our minds on God's truth in our quiet times. Quiet times strengthen our identity. As disciples of Christ, I really try to get this across to the students that I work with. Quiet times are so much more than just, I did this task, check mark, yay, like just, you know, I did this religious obligation. It's really um, forming our identities every day. When I do this, I am declaring to myself, this, a disciple of Jesus, a child of God, someone who puts their hope and trust in the word and not in the world. That's who I am. And so when we do that on a consistent basis, it's forming our identity. It's saying, I am a person who builds my life on God's word. And then it's just so important. Come on. Quiet times keep our attention on Jesus daily Right now I'm thinking of Peter (laughs) who, you know, walked on water, but then got his eyes on the waves. I really believe quiet times help us get our attention on Jesus, our focus on Jesus in the midst of the waves and the storms of life. Quiet times increase our familiarity with the Bible. Come on, we need that. We need to know God's truth, God's revelation, God's inspiration. They increase our familiarity with the Bible um, you know, it's so important to go to church and sit under sound doctrine and teaching. Um, but if I wasn't in the Bible on a, you know, a daily basis or on a very consistent basis, I would know it way less, right? Uh, a quiet time being in the word so increases our familiarity with God's word and that's important. Quiet times increase our faith because we get our eyes on God. Quiet times increase our faith because we get our eyes on God. Um, My buddy, William McLeod, recently encouraged me with a quote. He said, if we want to grow in our faith, we should grow in the knowledge of the object of our faith. Whoa. I thought that was so helpful. So it's like, I don't just have to like will myself into having more faith. I can actually do something about it. I can grow in the knowledge of the object of my faith. So quiet times increase our faith because they get our eyes on God. They increase our knowledge of God through his word. Quiet times give us discernment between truth and lies. Why? Once again, we're going to God's truth. And wow, do we need discernment between truth and lies when we have the world... The flesh and the devil lying to us. We need God's truth. And quiet times are so important. Quiet times make space for us to release our burdens to the Lord. Wow. That's so good. Because you know, in the in the busyness of life, and sometimes the franticness of life, we can not make space to give over to the Lord the anxieties that he wants to take from us, as First Peter 5 talks about. Quiet times reset our vision of whose story we are in. Wow, that's so good. They reset our vision of whose story we're in because, once again, we, we focus in on God and we remember, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. God's at the center of the universe, not me. God's the story that I'm a part of. And I'm not the main character. I get to be a supporting role in the ultimate story, which is the story of God. Quiet times help us behold the beauty of Jesus. Come on. They help us behold the goodness of God. Because, again, we set apart time to acknowledge the goodness of God. Wow. Hosea 66, for I desire mercy, not sacrifice and acknowledgement of God rather than burnt offerings. Wow. Acknowledgement of God. Quiet times help us acknowledge God. Quiet times help us hear our father rejoicing over us in the gospel. Come on. I'm thinking of Zephaniah three seventeen. for the Lord your God is with you, the mighty warrior who saves. He will take great delight in you. He will quiet you in his love. In his love, he will no longer rebuke you, but will rejoice over you with singing. Wow. Isn't that so good? It's amazing. Quiet times drive out other noise and false narratives about what really matters. Whoo. Anybody else need that? I know I do. Quiet times drive out other noise and false narratives about what really matters. Oh, my gosh. That's so good because, again, we're making space. We're just like, I just see like a guard just saying, no. (laughs) No, we're putting up a boundary in our lives to, to withstand kind of the onslaught of, Lies and just anxiety and all these things to be with the one who brings complete sanity to our lives. Scotty Smith, a pastor who I look up to a ton, talks about gospel sanity all the time and it's just to me it's a way to you know without the gospel and without Jesus and without uh God we we're insane we go insane we're 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 living outside of reality. But gospel sanity is when we're living in accordance with God's truth and with the gospel of Jesus Christ. And we need that. We need to put a boundary up in our lives and be with God and acknowledge God and come into his gospel sanity. Quiet times increase our joy and satisfaction in the Lord. I've said it before on this podcast, but I really like that principle and that idea that in the physical, you know, when we eat an in-and-out cheeseburger or something else, you know, we we eventually get full. But in the spiritual, when we eat, we get more hungry. You know, when we spend time with God, there's something about it that we end up wanting more. We end up you know, I think it's Psalm 42. As a deer pants or streams of water, so my soul pants for you, my God. My soul thirsts for God, for the living God. When can I go and meet with God? I think David knew this idea. Man, when you spend time with God, you just want more of God. It's amazing. I love this one. Quiet time sabotage our unbelief and the lies of Satan. Wow. Quiet times sabotage our unbelief and the lies of Satan. Come on. Isn't that so good? Don't you love that verb, sabotage? Quiet times sabotage our unbelief. Why? Because we're getting our eyes on Jesus. We're getting our ears on his word. Faith comes by hearing, hearing the word of God, right? So they sabotage our unbelief because faith is, we've talked about it, Faith is a conviction that God is real and he rewards those who diligently seek him. When we get our eyes on him, when we get our ears on his word, it increases our faith, right? And like I just said earlier, do we want to increase our faith, increase the knowledge of the object of our faith? Wow. Quiet times help us keep Jesus at the center of our lives, bringing order instead of chaos. So good. Quiet times help us keep Jesus at the center um, of our lives, bringing order instead of chaos. Whew, come on. Anybody needs some more order in their life? <laughs> I love how God um, you know, brings order out of chaos, and we're made in his image. And um, so there's something to our lives and how we're called to bring order from chaos, and that's something we're made in the image of God. And I believe quiet times are such a way that um, we're able to bring some order from out of the chaos of our lives, and really it's because God does that. (laughs) God brings order from the chaos. When When we worship God, you know, when we love Him with all our heart, our soul, our mind, and our strength, when we worship Him that brings order. That puts everything in alignment, and quiet times help us do that. And uh, so, those are just some of the statements. But then, just two more ideas that I want to leave you with. And you know, number one is that we become what we behold. I don't know when I heard that, but I think it's just a principle that we become what we behold. Right? What we 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 start to look like what we worship. And we are formed by what we give our attention to. Those are all ways to say that. And so quiet times, you know, our, our times in our day when we behold Jesus, when we behold the glorious one, when we behold our Savior. And we're called, if we're in Christ, we're called to become more like Christ, We're we're called to be more like Him, empowered by His Spirit. And that is such a hope, you know? Like, it's such a hope that I'm saved um, through the cross of Christ when I was a sinner. But you know, it's also a great hope that um, sin is going to continue to... um, loosen its hold and its you know dominion over me uh as this life goes on in sanctification as i continue to behold jesus more and more and one day in eternity living for the day hey it'll be completely eradicated from my life that's that's hope that is some serious hope i'm so excited for that and i really believe quiet times you know they're just a way for us to behold jesus and therefore to become more like God, so I'm so thankful for that. And then the second thing, you know, I just really been thinking about this a lot. Psalm one is so impactful for me. I love to memorize scripture, and so you know it talks about the person who meditates on God's law day and night. So I really love it. But as I was studying it a little bit and looking at the looking at a, you know um, some study notes on it. One of the comments was that it kind of describes Psalm 1, really, the two ways to live. (laughs) It, It said it something like, there are really only two ways to live. And it's the path of the righteous or the path of the wicked, if we're looking at Psalm 1. And so let me just try to say this Psalm 1 from memory, and then just make a few comments about what I've been thinking about this and how it ties into quiet times. So it says, Blessed is the one who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the path of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful, but whose delight is in the law of the Lord, and on his law they meditate day and night. They'll be like a tree planted by rivers of water that produces its fruit in its season, whose leaf also does not wither, and whatever they do prospers. Not so the ungodly, they're like chaff that the wind blows away. Therefore the ungodly will not stand in the judgment nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. For the Lord watches over the way of the righteous, but the way of the ungodly shall perish. There are really only two ways to live, the way of the wicked or the way of the righteous. And I was thinking about that. You know, I just love how Psalm 1 starts. Blessed is one who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the path of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful, but whose delight is in the law of the Lord, and on his law they meditate day and night. So there really are these two options. There really are these two options. Will I trust sinners or will I trust God? Will I walk in the counsel of the ungodly or will I walk in the counsel of the godly and God's word? It's really two options, right? And I really believe quiet times, being with God, and we'll kind of delineate what what exactly is a quiet time a little bit more in a second, Quiet times help us walk in the way of the righteous. They help us to, instead of taking our counsel from the ungodly, to take our counsel from the godly. It's it's a quiet times about meditating on God's word. It helps us to live in the righteous in the righteous path, and become like trees planted by rivers of water, produce its fruit in its season, whose leaf also does not wither. Whatever they do, prosper. Come on, don't you want to? Don't you want that? Don't you want that? I do. And, oh gosh, this matters, right? This is, we're, we're talking about this because it matters for forever. Our actions matter in this life. Um, and they impact eternity. And it's just amazing, you know, just that our, God's given us this free will (laughs) and our actions impact eternity. It's just, it's just crazy. And so I just want to beg you and encourage you and encourage myself even right now. Let's not walk in the counsel of the ungodly. Let's walk in the counsel of God and of the godly. So I hope you're encouraged by some of these ideas on why to have a quiet time. We just did this teaching with these students. And so I want to transition into some basic ingredients of a quiet time. Um, Kind of like a cookie. You know, some basic ingredients are eggs, flour, sugar. You know, (laughs) I think some of those, I'm not the best baker in the world, so I think those are some of most of them. But um, similarly, I think there's some basic ingredients to quiet time. And so the way that we kind of phrased it with our students that I pray will help you um, was read, write, pray, obey. Read, write, pray, obey. We think it's important to read God's Word in a quiet time. It's important to connect with Him by talking and listening to Him through prayer. It's really helpful to write. Um, It doesn't have to be an essay, but just one simple thought based on what you read, and then to say, how can this change my life today? Those are some basic ingredients of a quiet time, and I just want to acknowledge—I'm so thankful for my dad. I, I can't remember when he taught me when I was growing up, but I remember him breaking it down for me just so simply. He just taught me to when I was young. I—I I don't know, maybe I was—I might I have been ten or younger or something. I don't know, but he just—I just remember him, you know, giving me a Bible and a little journal and pen and he just taught me to read a chapter and then pick one verse that stood out to me and just write a simple thought about it. And that was my quiet time. And I was just so thankful for that. And you know, I've been doing it pretty much my whole life and I'm so thankful for that. And I just really believe that doing a quiet time on a consistent basis has completely changed my life. Completely changed my life. Completely shifted my identity. Has made me, you know, to be someone who says, I choose this for myself. I I love God. I want God. I love his word. I want God's word. Completely changed my life. So thanks, Dad. Thanks for teaching me that. And, you know, for all you parents out there, Oh man, one of the greatest gifts I think my parents gave me was, I saw them, I always saw them doing quiet times, I would always walk downstairs, and there's my mom, with her candle, and you know, multiple Bibles out, <laughs> looking at multiple translations, and just, just being with Jesus, and my dad, he's, you know, I would, you know, later go up and into their room, and I'd see him on his chair, with his Bible, and just consistently through my life, my parents modeled. It's not like they did it on, you know, like to try to get me to see all the time or something like that. They just, they were just consistently doing it. And that shaped me. It was like, oh, this is normal. This is what my parents do. So I just want to encourage you parents, like, man, yourself, somehow, do those do those quiet times. And I really believe that's going to have such a big impact on your kids. So, Read, write, pray, obey. Of course, you know, quiet times can look different in different seasons and remember that they're not how we earn favor with God, but I just would encourage you to to try to have some of those those main ingredients be in God's word. Pray. Read, write. Yeah, pray, obey. Um, I would encourage you to journal just a little bit. I've said it before, but I like that saying that one of the quickest ways to get something from your head to your heart is through your hand. I think that's just a helpful idea. So try to write something down and just ask, Lord, how can I apply this to my life today? So good. Quiet times are so important. They help us behold the beauty of Jesus, they help us walk on the path of the righteous. And they stay, help us stay connected to God. They help us grow in God. They're just so essential for living for the day when we see Jesus face to face. You know, (laughs) I'm thinking of my brother, Levi, who, um, when I texted my family, they'd be like, Hey, what would you say in terms of why quiet times are important? And a lot of these answers, a lot of these statements were from my family, as well as Scotty Smith. My brother said, Jesus had quiet times. So you definitely need them. (laughs) So thanks for that, Levi. Uh, as I started out this podcast, you know, Luke five sixteen, Jesus often withdrew to lonely places and pray. So if the Son of God needed a quiet time, <laughs> um, you do. <laughs> so, hey, I hope you're encouraged and I hope you're equipped. I hope this inspires you. One other, you know, just kind of um, quiet time hack is have a set time that you do it every day have a set place. You do it every day. Have a set plan of what you're going to do, right? Don't just try to willy-nilly wing it. Is that, that should be a phrase, willy-nilly wing it. (laughs) Um, Don't do that, but have a plan, right? Um, If you're like, where do I start? You know, a couple things. Proverbs is great. Proverbs has 31 chapters in it. Uh, A lot of months have 31 days in it. So, if you ever, like, really I, really, I have no idea what to do, just look at the day of the month and read that chapter of Proverbs. So, let's see. Today is November 13th. So, bam, Proverbs 13. That's awesome. Um, You could do a similar thing with the Psalms. You can say, oh, it's the, th- the 13th. Read Psalm 13, and then just add 30. Um four or five times. So Psalm 13, let's see if I can do math. Psalm 13, Psalm 43, um, 73, 103, and 133. That's a decent amount of reading, but it's super awesome. That's something my mom taught me to do, to read five Psalms a day, starting on what the date is. Really cool. The book of John is such a great place to start. Um, there's so many great reading plans on the YouVersion Bible app. I just encourage you to have a plan, have a time, have a place, and, you know, ask somebody to help check in on you every once in a while. Hey, how's it going having those quiet times? Because they're so important. One last phrase that really helps me. Again, quiet times don't earn our our favor with God. They really don't. Um... And ultimately, it's our connection to the Spirit that keeps our relationships with God vital. And so quiet times are just a way to really intentionally be connected and um, attentive to the Spirit. So the goal is that we would live in the abiding place all day, right? The abiding with Jesus all day. Um, It's just that the secret place fuels the abiding place. So the secret place, the quiet time, fuels the abiding place. And sometimes we're in seasons where, you know, a whole how you want it to look like quiet time just, you know, isn't an option. And you're really in the abiding place. And I just want to say, God is with you. (laughs) And you don't need to feel guilt about that. And also I want to encourage everyone to fight for that secret place um, because that secret place really fuels the abiding place. So those are some thoughts on quiet times. I hope you're encouraged. I hope you're equipped. I think my nugget for the day is that for about heaven is that, you know, how beautifully (laughs) connected we feel with God in a quiet time. Well, that's awesome. But we're gonna always at all times feel, you know, a hundred million times more connected to God in heaven. And that's amazing. I can just think of some of the times recently in a quiet time where I just I just broke down and cried because I was just so thankful to God for choosing me and for letting me know him and how how, you know, intimate that moment was with the Lord. And I just wanna say that One day, though now I see in part, one day I'm going to see face to face. And so that's the nugget. How close we feel with God in a solid, quiet time. Amen. We're going to constantly and forever feel even closer than that with God when we're in heaven. And that's something to look forward to. Come on. Let's establish that time and that place to have those quiet times. Let's be with God. Let's behold Jesus. Let's walk the way of the righteous. I hope you're encouraged, I hope you're equipped, and I can't wait to see you next time.